friends. Hello, brothers. This is Justin with Masonic Improvement. I'm joined today by my co-host, the guru of Goliad, Dennis Yates. <laughs> Hi there, everybody. Glad to be here. And uh, today we have the special privilege of talking with our most worshipful grandmaster of Texas. Right or not? Is it right? Worshipful? Most worshipful Brad Billings of the most worshipful Grand Lodge of Texas. That that's a mouthful. That really is. Now I it's see why me. you guys always me- now I see why y'all mess it up so much whenever you do the the opening and closing. <laughs> hey, don't say you guys. I think I've got a pretty good time. <laughs> I mean, time will tell, yeah. but you know, I, I have an A certificate. I've been working diligently with the committee on work to make sure I got that part down. So <laughs> well most will always do great. Knock on wood. Most worshipful before we before we really get rolling, I want to take the time to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come onto the show and uh, record an episode with us. Very, very happy to do it. Um, you know, congratulations to you guys on uh, your appointments. Um, that's really cool that both of you guys are helping me out next year. So uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for all y'all are doing. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and I'm looking forward to it. This year. Absolutely. I, this year. <laughs> it feels weird I mean, still, right? So quickly, it just steamrolled. So anyway, I, it's it's kind of surreal, but uh, but it's really cool that it's all coming together. So, uh, so most wonderful. Tell us about your Masonic background. Um, so interesting story. I actually kind of just fell into Masonry. Um, I found it, or it found me. My great grandfather was Mason. He was still alive um, whenever I petitioned. Uh, and so he knew I petitioned, but he, he passed away shortly thereafter. Um, and really, I just did it. It skipped my grandfather. It skipped my father. Uh, it was a family thing. I wanted to keep it going. Had no idea what it entailed, what it was. Just knew it was something that I was interested in uh, for family's sake. And uh, once I joined, very quickly realized what it was. Uh, very quickly got uninvolved with other stuff that I was involved in and spent more and more time in masonry uh, until I'm at where I'm at now, where it's, I mean, it's all day, every day, wake up with calls, uh, do calls till I go to bed and uh, have a lot of fun in between, but it is, uh, it's an exhausting thing, but it's a labor of love for sure. So if you couldn't tell from the back, those are pretty much So. I'm sure they'll go away. We thought year. that was from Grayson. Yeah, no, Grayson's Grayson's great. Uh, man, he's he's awesome. For two and a half years old, he is already talking back at a high level. Um, so, if that's any 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 indication of what we're going to uh, be up against in the in the future years, uh, I've got my work cut out for me. But he's he's a great <laughs> kid. But he is very particular. He wants what he wants when he wants it. He and he knows the difference between things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's just, he's awesome and, uh, inspires everything I do, uh, to be a better person, to be a better man, to be a better father and, and even a better Mason, uh, just seeing the world through his eyes has been very refreshing. So I love that. Well, the good news is very I'm cool. sure those, those gray bags under your eyes will go away this year. Um, I, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe 2023. I, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can retire to my library and write some stuff at that point. That's that'd be a that'd be a nice thing to do after uh, after all the craziness this year. So, absolutely. So, why did why did you become a Freemason? You uh, you touched on on your on your grandfather and and great grandfather and and whatnot, but but what really made you want to be a Mason? Yeah. What drew you to it besides just the family aspect of it? That was really it. Honestly, I joined almost blindly, but I knew my great grandfather. So I knew if he was part of it, um, that it would be something that was good. He was uh, a master mason. I believe it was Merkel Lodge. I, I have to go back and look at his history. But then by the time I knew about it, he had already moved to Tahoka and was a member of Tahoka Lodge 1046. Um uh, where he was still a member when he passed away. And so small town and small town masonry, uh, you know, a little bit different 
than the big city masonry. They're very, you know, they're very <laughs> <community> little, <involved. laughs> small, small, but that, that's, that's actually where I came from. You know, I came from small town. Uh, a lot of people don't know that about me, but I was born and raised in Seagraves, Texas. Uh, and Tohoka was about 45 miles down the road. So West Texas kid, small town kid. And uh, what I saw him doing, uh, really my main exposures to the, the fraternity uh, were his 50 year award, which um, I had another event that night I didn't get to go to. But of course, everybody in the family talked about it. Um, there were a lot of pictures taken. So that was I was that was my first exposure. Um, and I saw his watch one day. He had a watch um, with the seal of the Grand Lodge of Texas on it. Um, I had it for a little while, but then it got stolen out of my car. It really sucks. But I still have his ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still wear it uh, on occasion. Like uh, today when I was installed, I was wearing it, if y'all saw it. Um, and it's just, it's really kind of cool. So that's how I got into it. I knew if he was involved in it, it was something worthwhile. And he's even said something at one point, thinking back, something you should look into one day when you're old enough. Because uh, I asked him when I was younger. Um Really, how did I get involved in it? I just joined. I joined Trinity Valley Lodge, Dallas, Texas, uh, 1048, and was surrounded by a, a great group of guys. Um, and I joined right about the same time. There were six or seven other guys coming through with me. We had had a big resurgence. They had just redone the website, so everybody was hitting that page. Um, and we all kind of came through together. We learned together. It was, it was a fantastic experience. Um, and that really kind of set the tone. Uh, for my Masonic career, it was right out the gates, fast and furious, um, running at 100 miles an hour because I was having to keep up with all these other guys on memory work. You know, it was, it was a challenge. It was great memory work. Who can do this? Who can do that? Uh, we had lodge every Monday and we had study club every Saturday. And um, we were wow. at every single one of those with all the same guys coming through. So it was, it was an incredible experience uh, for me. And that really, like I said, that laid the foundation for uh, really where I am right now. So I, I think personally, that's the best way to start getting involved though, is just to jump in with both feet like that. And, yep. and it really helps to have a lodge that was very active with things like that going on. True. And we had, uh, you know, I, I had early on, I, I had mentors uh, later on, they changed, obviously, um, you know, as you kind of grow and expand. But uh, I had really great mentors early on. That's all they wanted to do was Blue Lodge and teach the work and bring new guys in. And they were very good at it. So right out the gate, I think I was I think I'd been a master mason a month, maybe two months. I had a B certificate because, I, I mean, we learned everything whenever wow. we were going through. We would round robin questions and answers for our proficiencies. Um, so we would, you know, if there were four or five of us going uh, for the Felcraft or whatever, cause it kind of hit at different times for the seven of us, we all eventually made it through, but it, I mean, you had to, you had to learn everything, all the parts of it. And uh, so, yeah, we, there were, I think three or four of us tested for a B certificate right after um, we became master masons. So nice. mm-hmm. personally, I always teach the questions and answers. Um, because by the time that they're done with their masters, they're so close to a C certificate, just right out the gate, like what you're describing. Yeah. I think it gives them a great head start. Yeah, and if you can start with a C certificate and move to a B certificate, I actually went for a C. Um, but then they were doing all the degree work, and I, I knew all of that by that point. Um, so we tested for Cs, and at the end, they gave us Bs. So. Um, nice. and now I've since gone on to get my A certificate and I'm currently in my, I don't know, I think it's good. Well, I made sure I, I got it last year, so I wouldn't have to test this year as grandmaster. Uh, I can imagine the pressure. <laughs> you miss a question as grandmaster. Oh God, could you imagine? So I made sure I got my three year renewal last year so that I wouldn't have to do it again until I was back. I've had an A certificate for about nine years now. So, um, you know, wow. I love the Eric side, I love to get into the symbols and what, what all they mean, but I think everything starts with that, that foundation of knowing the ritual and knowing it well. And so I try to lead by example in, in that aspect of it. And, uh, you know, I just, I think it's great stuff and I want to teach it and leave it the way that I learned it. Um, so that all, again, that all happened in the foundation. That was all my mentors and my teachers 
uh, right out the gate. And I remember when I was master of, of the lodge in 2012, uh, 11 and 12, uh, I was opening one meeting and there was a committee on work guy, Ricky Brown, Ricky Dale Brown from Siegelville town, as I call him. Uh, there were two district instructors and they were all sitting right there on the front row, like staring at me. And uh, that was, that was some serious pressure as a worshipful master to open the lodge correctly with, with those guys there. But that was the kind of uh, atmosphere Trinity Valley Lodge had back then. It was very, very work driven and had to get it right. So speaking of symbolisms, that's a, a very interesting uh, scythe you have looming over your neck Ooh, back there. Scythe of time, yes. <laughs> if you could see it, uh, this, this um, I guess it's a printing, not a painting, uh, is actually from Darkness to Light. It's uh, about four and a half foot tall, and I would say three and a half foot wide, maybe four foot wide. Huge printing my late father-in-law did for me um, back when we were we were printing some of these to, to hand out to people as they came through. And uh, he's like, I'm going to see how big I can make it and make it still look good. So he printed this ginormous one. And uh, so then I had to go buy like a $600 frame. It was totally worth it. Oh, man. <laughs> got all my Masonic record on there. And, and hopefully someday it ends up in like a, you know, at a lodge or a museum or something, but it's, it's really cool. And then I got the side of the time. I've got this, uh, this sash that was given to me by, the Grand Logia de Cosmos uh, de Estado Chihuahua, which is the Grand, Very uh, cool. Grand Lodge of the state of Chihuahua. Um, on the date after we went to El Paso after the shooting and we did kind of a, a unity uh, meeting. So that's that one. And then this one, not that you wanted to get into all this, but this is one of the old Grand Master callers. Um, I don't know why we got away from the symbolism. You know, you talk about symbolism. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see me wear this, some of our historical events this year, oh, uh, cause I just, I think it's too cool, uh, not to wear some of our old stuff. I love the new one too, but, uh, I, I really, um, appreciate the old stuff as well. So is that um, an antique or a remake? That is an antique. Uh, I was, uh, given that uh, temporarily to make a, another one. So I'm holding on to that one until my other one comes in. So I've ordered one. It's not going to be exactly the same instead of gold thread. It'll be gold bullion. It'll be a little bit dressed up from, from the old school style, but it's hard to find the exact same. I couldn't find the exact same thing. So I've got something very similar, very close. And then very I'll return cool. to the lodge that it came from. Very cool. So, yeah. D- Dennis, did you have something you were going to say? I was, I was going to chime in. You know, it's interesting that you, that you say that, that you didn't really, um, come from a Masonic background your grand great-grandfather was you know my grandfather was but my dad wasn't so I really didn't know anything about Freemasonry and I kind of joined with the same type circumstances and and I was very fortunate to uh, to join in McKinney with St. John's 51 and you know they've been a vanguard lodge for years actually since i joined really the the next year they became a vanguard and then they they've been ever since so i i was fortunate enough to get to see an active lodge and and see what it means to really do freemasonry and so that was very important for me when i first when i first started and then when i moved down here to to goliad so it it was a different experience. However, <laughs> we do have, you know, two district instructors in our lodge and, and then, um, you know, we've always got visitors coming in and, and looming over us. So as soon as I sat in the East, you know, my tail went through the seat and, and I forgot half the stuff that I had learned and bragged about for the past year, you know, so, <laughs> but, but goes. I, Exactly. But I did make a point. I did make a point to uh, to confer the degrees that were done in my year. That was very important to me. As master, I wanted to make sure and perform the master's role, whereas so many times, you know, we see guys that are just filling the seats and they and maybe they're not so esoterically minded. Um maybe they're not so good at the catechism, but, but 
it, it really it really sets the tone and everybody in your lodge will follow suit if you set that example. So you as Grand Master setting the example with the A certificate and 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 knowing your stuff and and sure you may get a if and then wrong every once in a while and that's fine, you know, but that's real important for the craft to see. They need to see those kind of that kind of leadership. I do want to say one thing though before before we get off this topic or move to another topic uh foundation is so important um i think we need to remind ourselves of that from time to time if you have a chance to make a favorable impression on a new guy a candidate somebody that's just kind of getting their feet wet grab them take them to a meeting uh do something fun uh, take them to one of the Grand Lodge events this year. We got a lot of great stuff planned. Absolutely. Something, yeah. it could be the smallest thing to you, but to that person at that point in their journey, it could be the hugest thing. So uh, foundation, we've all kind of touched on it. It was all important to us and we're all very active and, and involved now. Uh, so be that foundation for someone else. And I think that's, it's something that we can talk about. There's no real way to, from an institutional, from the Grand Lodge side, put that out there but we need to be reminded of it from time to time because it is so simple uh for those of us who are experienced freemasons but it could mean the world to that that guy that's just starting out so just something i wanted to kind of make sure we touched on before we moved on i think if you dennis did you think about what you're gonna say well he he brought it he brought it home because what it was was mentorship Mm -hmm. so you're basically talking about being that mentor to somebody so when when the new guy comes in and and after he's done all of his work and and he's a new master and um and he's there's a lot of things that he's learned but has he still has those questions about the secrets of freemasonry and and that's when it really would help for somebody to take him aside and and start answering questions and having those talks with him and 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 um and let him get out of it what he was looking for when he joined, because so many times we forget about that. We're so busy teaching the work that we forget about the guy is, is anxious to, to get the the meat and potatoes in it. But the right. mentorship is, is probably the, the biggest thing that you could have said to me. Cause I, I've had mentors along the way as well. And, my goal, I've said it many times, is to be just as cool to them as they are to me. And yeah. and so, you know, that just makes me a better person for the next guy that's coming up. If I can if I can do the same thing they did or more than then that's just a bonus for the next guy. Well, and what you're saying about just just teaching the work um, when I joined, I mean, that's how I was. I wanted to learn it. Just boom, boom, boom. Just tell me the words and memorize them. And my mentor, Jim. Uh, James Hugh Johnson, Jim Johnston, uh, would make me, he would force me. And I, it was almost painful at first. It's like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, like, let's just keep going. Like, I want to learn it. I wanted to get through it and get to the next step. But he forced me um, to, to learn stuff in between. He would stop and say, well, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think this is talking about? Um, and so I think those kinds of things are very important. Again, don't just focus on the work. Uh, take them outside of the lodge. Even if it's just a social thing, even if it's just to go grab a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever, you know, whatever that candidate's into, um, that pays dividends down the road. And then on mentorship, and this is for anybody that's listening um, that maybe hasn't had that mentorship experience in the fraternity, your lodge can set up all kinds of, okay, you're going to be assigned to this person and that person. It doesn't really work. It has to be an organic product. in my mind, it has to be an organic process. And that is going to have to be you inserting yourself a little bit in someone's life and saying, you know, you don't have to come out and be corny or cheesy about it. Say, I want you to mentor me. I've done that before. And it works too. You just start hanging around a guy that you want to be like, and that guy becomes your mentor. So I started uh, with my foundation, just two mentors, very blue lodge focus. Um, that's all they did. Uh, they did not belong to Scottish Rite, York Rite, Shrine, nothing. They did Blue Lodge and Blue Lodge only, which is, is, is fine. And I know there are a lot of Blue Lodge Masons out there. Uh, I wanted more. I wanted to explore. I just wanted to see what all was out there uh, to offer. 
And so as I joined the Scottish Rite, as I joined the York Rite, um, as I joined the Shrine, I had different mentors and I kind of grew with the process. Not that the other guys ever stopped being my mentors, but I, I had to find somebody that was um, where I wanted to be so I could work my way up to that. And ultimately, uh, I joined Texas Lodge of Research and met my forever mentor, um, Leonard Harvey. And uh, Leonard Harvey was past grandmaster, as he would say, in 1989. And uh, I, 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 there's zero chance. There's absolutely no chance I would be here today as grandmaster um, without his influence, without his help, without him opening doors for me. And he did all that for me. Now I'm trying to do that for other guys I see coming up who I know have masonry in, in their heart. I'm trying to open those doors for them just like he did for me. Um, because I see what kind of an impact that can have down the road. So mentorship and kind of coming full circle, um, it's, it's important, but don't expect it to be given to you. If it's something you want, you've got to seek it out. And um, I tell people all the time, have a mentor in your lodge, uh, have a mentor out of your lodge, because stuff's going to go sideways in your lodge. It's, it's like a family, right? Not all families get along all the time. We're going to have our discrepancies and our issues. Have somebody outside of the lodge that you can go, you know, hash that beef out with. Don't do it with somebody that's in the lodge because it's just not going to work out. Right. So um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, ah, man, I should get a mentor. Uh, yes, you should. But try to find one in your lodge, somebody that that is in your lodge or close to your lodge. And then someone that's completely outside um, so that you can talk to them about, you know, different things that are going on in your lodge. My recommendation. Man. There, I, I've been scribbling notes this whole time. I have oh, so no, much no. to unpack. Oh no, here we go from this from this conversation so far. I I love what you're saying about mentors, and I I, I realize as you're saying this that it was something that I have been subconsciously doing. And the thing is, you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to go up to somebody and and make it like a formal agreement where you're going to be a mentor or something. It's the it's the saying, uh, "Iron sharpens iron." just by being in proximity and, and spending time with these people, you're going to pick up things. And, and it goes both ways, right? If you're hanging out with people that have traits that you don't need, those, those are also unfortunately going to wear off on you. Sure. Um, and as far as the memory, the memory work goes, you're spot on about that as well. See, I did the opposite. I memorized just the words. And then very shortly after I was raised, I realized that I knew the words, but I knew nothing about Freemasonry. Like I couldn't answer any in-depth questions or anything. And so there's definite value in going back and, and, and just really reevaluating what you have actually memorized and that, you know, take a deep dive into those questions and reflect upon what they actually mean. That's, that's very powerful. And I, I think um, there's never a bad time to do that. Even if you've, kind of gone through and done an exhaustive thought process as you grow the symbols grow with you i mean it's it's something that's really neat uh with with masonry is that um it's not limited to who you are today where you want to go as you grow they 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 take on new meanings uh maybe you're at a different point in life i'll tell you now that i'm a father i see a lot of these things differently or i see a different side of them uh, because of that, it was a life-changing event, you know, and it's something that it's out of the bottle and it, it'll never go back the way it was. But I grew with that. And, and now these symbols and these lessons have grown with me and I'm seeing them from a different side now. And, I, and the, the one other thing I want to say on, based off what you just said, Justin, is so there are people out there that say, oh, well, I don't know the I don't know all the words, but I know what it all means. And then there are people that just know the words and they don't know what any of it means. You really have to do both. It's a, it's a, it's made to be a catechism to do both. Uh, it sharpens the mind as you practice it. Uh, Leonard Harvey, my mentor, uh, 86, 87, still teaching the work. Just he was sharp and he was mentally there right up to the end because he knew the work and he, and he practiced it regularly. Um, but then once you learn it, then you internalize it. And then once yes. you internalize it, you live it. Yes. And I think that's so important. You can't skip a step here. This is not an either or. This is a combined thing, and it's for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know a lot of people look at it as a chore. It's for your benefit. It sharpens your mind. It improves your life. 
So if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But you're you're really the only person you're cheating is yourself. So we we say well, we take good men and make them better. However, with that in mind, I believe, uh, and some you you guys may disagree with me that it, it is possible for someone to learn all the questions and answers, um, possibly even more. But if they didn't reflect on any of it, um, they could still be the same person they were when they petitioned. Yeah. An unexamined life, you know, I mean, it's not worth living. And that's exactly what you're describing. You're just going through the motions, but you're not getting anything out of it. Um, Got to reflect on it and, and have conversations with other guys. I mean, you could have a social group setting where you're talking with other guys about symbolism. Um, it's a great thing. Uh, not a lot of people do it, but um, a lot of the esoteric minded guys do. And, you know, I'll be sitting down having a cigar or, um, you know, a, a drink or a coffee talking with some of the guys. Um, those are some of my favorite discussions. I mean, you can get into the real fabric of life if you just go down those those rabbit holes willingly. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. I, um, I'd like to add to that. I'd like to kind of piggyback on that. You know, one of my favorite mentors at my in my blue lodge that you know he he uh he's one of my best friends and we've we've mended fences together and and we've uh we've traveled a lot of road together and that's that's one of my favorite things to do is is get a few guys and get them into a car together to where nobody can leave and then you start hashing it out you start hashing it out then and, and it really gets good. And, and then you really start seeing masonry because you, you know that you have different opinions and you can't walk away. You, you've just got to bite your tongue and listen to what the other guy is going to say. And then you, it, it takes a lot of the polarization that we see in our secular world that we shouldn't see in our Freemasonry. It takes a lot of that out of the picture when you're kind of stuck driving down the road to, to a lodge meeting. And with that, even if you don't know the work, go see degrees, travel with people and go, go see degrees because the more you see it, the more you're going to understand what, what it really means. And, and, and it may, it may be five years down the road that all of a sudden one thing, one thing will click and you're going to have that aha moment. You know, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's really, that's one of the that. reasons why, um, people talk about York, right? Scottish, right? Join them, see the degrees. I mean, they're fascinating degrees and people say, well, I don't have time to be acting. I don't care about the administrative part of it. I don't care about the state of meeting part of it. Right. Like just go see the degrees once a year. If you go see the Scottish, right? York, right? Degrees once a year you will be a better Mason because of the lessons that they teach and all the stuff is intertwined. It unpacks a lot of what we don't have time to unpack in the blue lodge because they have a lot more degrees and a lot more time. So um, what you're saying about go see the degrees, I, I think that's accurate for literally every branch of Freemasonry. Go see those. You're going to learn more from watching the degrees than you are from going to the state meetings. I did have a, another note that I wanted to touch on. Uh, Brad, you mentioned getting people involved. I think one of the worst things we can do as with a, with a new master Mason is, is he's been relatively involved with the lodge up until that point. Cause he's been meeting with brothers and, and participating in, in, in doing things like that. But as soon as someone's a master Mason, if we say, see you again in 30 days, that's a, that's a great way to kill their enthusiasm. We have to have these, these events like you're talking about, ways to to touch base with one another throughout the month. I also want to say one of the most beneficial things that the brothers did for me as I was going through the degrees is taking me to degrees during that time. Uh, when I was in EA, they would take me to EA degrees as a fellow craft, EA and fellow craft degrees and so on. However, going through a degree is, is a life-changing process. But I think part of the um, processing, uh, you have to see it as well. It's, it's one thing to go through it, and it's another thing to see it and say, oh, that's, that's what happened at that point. That's where I was at that point. 
it really helps with the with the memorization as well. But taking them to these these events, introducing them to other brothers, that's powerful. Very. I mean, it's necessary. Like you said, seeing the degrees, uh, especially as a young apprentice, fellow craft, whatever, helps to solidify that in your mind, helps you to form your own opinions. And then uh, whoever you went with, ask them questions on the way home. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it solidifies this whole thing, brings it full circle. So excellent comment. Uh, so just bringing this whole idea uh, back full circle about new Master Masons, mentorship, all that. We're going to have some new tools coming out this year from the Grand Lodge side um, to help Master Masons, new Master Masons understand uh, where they can go now that they're a new master mason. Um, I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. It was, it was crazy. Cause you're, you're basically the person that the lodge is giving the attention to, right? They're teaching you all the work. You're going through the degrees. I mean, I felt like they were really catering to me and then all of a sudden you hit your master mason's degree and then, okay, that's okay. And then you do your proficiency uh, and you do your all program. And that's kind of like, okay, see ya. You know, we got other people coming through now. And, and it's fine because I mean, that happens to you at different stages in your life where you go through being, you know, the person and then all of a sudden you're not. And same thing happens when you're worshipful master. Um, so we've developed this year some resources. I don't want to share them here yet because they're, they're going to be released at a later date and time. But some resources that tell that new Master Mason, here's what you're entitled to. Here are some things you might want to consider and here are some things you should go try. Uh, so that's going to be coming out a little bit later. Just wanted to give you all some flavor because we definitely see that uh, the the trustees, myself, uh, the Grand Lodge officers, right, and my team have identified that as something that we need to be better at. We can be better at, and we hope that this is a step in that direction. So uh, I love that. I was actually going to say that was that was my experience. EA through Master, as far as learning the memory work and everything, it feels very structured. It's a very, you know, exactly what to expect, exactly what's, what's coming next. And then when you turn in that master's work, it's, it's a wide open field and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know where to go or what to do. And it can be over uh, overwhelming for a lot of people. So to have something like that coming out, that's very exciting. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. It's almost like a, I, there's, there's too many things that you can go out and do. So nobody tells you about any of them and you're kind of left to your own devices to figure it out. So that's what this program uh, that you guys will see in this this year upcoming, um, or I guess at a later date, that we, we've kind of developed it steps, you know, hey, try this, do that, um, go, go to this. Uh, it's just, it's almost like a suggestion, but at the same time, it's do these things and then figure out what you like and then do that, make that your masonry. So, you know, what I like about that is that, you know, we have had this conversation before. In fact, when when Justin interviewed me, we talked about the um, whenever a man, uh, a man is made a master mason, all of a sudden, the only thing the lodge can think to do with him is to throw him in the line. And it's yep. like, well, no, that's not that's not what you need to do, because he does not need to start seeing the cat fighting of a lodge. It's it's hurting cats. And and, you know, it's 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 something that they don't need to deal with. If what he's been on Facebook, he's already that... seen it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they and they let him in too early, you know, on Facebook. So, you know, if 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 they have something you know, we, we like the all program, but maybe if they expanded on the all program, kind of like a master craftsman type program with, um, like the Scottish Rite has, you know, that would be very cool to see. It sounds like, it sounds like the Grand Lodge is heading that direction. Uh, you're, you're hitting on another point and I'm, I'm not giving away any of my secrets. I'm just going to give y'all some flavor, but, but there is, I'm not trying to take any secrets. I'm just, there is a, a, a different program, an educational program um, uh, that will be coming out later this year as well. So look for that. Um, totally Very separate. Cool. Uh, and we'll, we'll encourage everybody to do both, obviously. Um, but, you know, you, you bring up an interesting point. And that's really what happened with me. Um, I was kind of put on the sideline for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I was an officer and that was my next goal. Right. So then I had, I had more structure and I was uh, put in as junior steward. 
and so we had a pretty full line. I didn't go through all the chairs. I went through most of the chairs. Um, but that was kind of my next structured portion. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing is Worshipful Masters, uh, a lot of times the, the guys that come through and they serve in the East and then you never see them again. I mean, this happens. I mean, they invested all this time. Now you're a past master. I mean, it's now masonry really begins because you really can go anywhere, do anything, serve Grand Lodge, be on committees. All that stuff opens up at that point. A lot of those people just kind of fade off and go away. And I, I think part of the reason is they went through, they learned the memory work. Then they were put in as an officer just like that. They went through the chairs. And then they, they have no idea that all this other stuff exists. That's just, they've been so tunnel vision and they've accomplished what they were going to do. And now they're gone, you know? So, so we're trying to work on that side of it as well. Not just the master masons, because I see that as a continuation of that same problem. Um, they are given this degree work, learn it, become a master mason. Then they're putting it in a chair and then go through until you become a past master. And they're never shown what masonry can be. Uh, in that entire time span it's crazy so uh, we're working on that on both ends as well very cool so many so many mysteries to uncover this year <laughs> so, so, many, so many projects you're working on come to the conferences you'll learn all about them see we want to we want to make each conference different uh, no conference will be the same uh, and at each one of these conferences we're going to unveil you know kind of a new idea or a new plan uh, the main reason is we, we came up with a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, people that say, oh, grandmaster should be grandmaster for two years or three years or four years. First of all, they're crazy because I would lose my mind um, if I was grandmaster for four years. I have no doubt about it. But really and truthfully, we elect the grand junior warden and you, that, is, that is your four years. You are grand junior warden. You are grand senior warden. You're uh, deputy grandmaster and you're grandmaster. You really have three years to plan and you got one year to execute. Um, and if more people just look at it that way, there is time there to get stuff done. So in these three years, uh, previous to this one, where we were preparing, we came up with a lot of stuff. The team that I have is fantastic. They are the absolute greatest and I'm biased and I don't care. They're the best team that's ever been assembled. And, um, and we put together some really, really amazing stuff over those three years. But as we got closer to this date, we started thinking, well, we can't just release it all at once because like, like you guys are saying, it's like becoming a master Mason. Now you got all these options, right? And there's so much, you're almost paralyzed by all the stuff. So we're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to release it in steps. Uh, we're releasing stuff at the conferences. We'll release some stuff through social media. Uh, we're going to release some stuff in videos. Uh, we're going to do some different stuff and kind of set it out over time so that you guys, the Masons of Texas, we can all digest it. Um, in a more uh, appropriate setting. So um, that's why I don't want to give away a lot of stuff right now, right out of the gate. But I do want to tease it. I do want to tease the heck out of it. So. <laughs> well, I'm excited. This sounds, this sounds really good. I really like the direction you're, you're, like you said, you've had plenty of time to plan for it. And you're definitely hitting the ground running. And I, I, I'm loving the direction that you're taking everything. Um, real quick. I, I Go ahead, Guru of Goliad. <laughs> I, I am just absolutely giddy about what's 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 coming. I I am super stoked and and can't wait. And um, I'll let I'll let Justin jump in with with what he was going to say. But as soon as as soon as he finishes that, I think that that's a good segue to explain the um, attendance and the excitement over the historical events that we we're going to have this year i think that you know now that you're grandmaster it's time to get it out there and and get yeah. people excited because it's going to be so cool go ahead uh, there, justin i'm sorry a couple of things on that and, and i want to touch on this and you guys tell me when it's y'all show i'm just on it but uh conferences are going to be epic um we're only doing six the regional uh and then we have stuff planned that's also just as epic, just not with a conference. Because I didn't want to do 16 or 17 conferences. I don't want to hear myself say the same thing that many times. Uh, I get very bored very quickly. So there's only going to be six. Um, but, you know, in places like Austin, where we did not choose to do a conference, we're doing something way cooler. You know, we're going to do a capital degree, the first fellowcraft degree, conferred in the state capital. It's going to be absolutely epic. Oh, nice. 
We're going to form in grand procession at the archives building, and we are going to march towards the Capitol. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. So there's all these different events. Laredo, um, not doing a conference there, but we're going to the George Washington celebration, and it's going to be awesome. First time the Grand Lodge has been to that event that anyone can re remember. Um, and we're going to join the 400,000 people that descend on Laredo for this giant parade for our most famous Freemason, probably of all time. And we, we, we've never been there. We've never had a presence. I don't understand it. So we're going to be doing a lot of those things as well as the conferences and, of course, the historical observances, which we've got some really, really cool stuff planned. If you've been to them in the past and you liked them, go back this year. This is the year to go back. Uh, and we'll get into some of that. But uh, Justin, Dennis, I'll let y'all tell me which one we want to unpack first. Oh, I Go was ahead, just thinking Justin. about all the mileage I'm going to be putting on my truck this year. Hey, hey, <laughs> yes. Here's an idea. Grab a young Mason and drive him. <laughs> yeah. uh, him drive you. You're only putting half the miles on your car. Yes. See? There you go. Use, uh, use his mileage. Carpool. <laughs> and, and, you'll, and you'll have a better experience all the way around. Dennis, did you have a specific event you wanted to unpack? Well, and you can't say goalie. You, you know, I, I'm a little biased. <laughs> but <laughs> no, what I'm not going to unpack that because it's going to be a very special event. But what I but what I wanted to expand on was the fact that our grandmaster talked about grand procession, and we haven't seen real grand procession in years. And nice. I am so excited! If you haven't been to a historical observance, you need to go to a historical observance because almost everyone is going to have a grand procession, and you can be a part of a grand procession at all these events. That that in itself is is just going to be so cool. I I cannot wait to to do that, especially like at Goliad and the Alamo and and Laredo. I mean it it's going to be just really awesome i that so if you if, if you we talk about in front of the public and getting in front of the public you want to talk about making a an impression a lasting impression you have a hundred masons with their apron in a nice suit and a nice tie and i gotta tell you thank you 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 did a good job on those ties this year glad you like you you want to talk about an impression that's an impression so you need to be there and be a part of it because it's going to be, it's going to be exciting all around all year, all year. Honestly. And, and the grand procession, it had been in my mind for a while. Uh, the grand Tyler sword, which still is not here, but I ordered it, uh, you know, Damascus still Flamberge. It, it was a very expensive sword, but it, it's going to be the grand Tyler sword for the year. He's going to lead. He leads the procession with the sword. Uh, so it was very important that we had a, a good sword for that. So hopefully it comes in soon. Um, but yeah, the, the grand procession really solidified in my mind. I'd already thought about it. I already read about it. And I told Justin duty who at that time was going to be my grand marshal before he you know, got elected into this whole secretary thing. Um, and we were traveling together. I said, we got to do, we got to do one of these. Traitor. We got to do something to get us out there into the public eye. And, uh, and that's a cool way to do it. And then uh, I was invited to speak at one of my favorite lodges in the state. And of course I'm biased again, but Robert Burns lodge um, and uh, in round rock. And they do this procession before their, that's uh, a cool lodge. Uh, what do they call it? They call it a harmony, a harmony, not, not a, not a table lodge, not a festive board. They call it a harmony and they'll have a speaker and a, a nice meal and some toasts. But before they do all that, they process in from just just down the street, just like a like a block, uh, maybe not even that far. And they have a bagpiper, and they and we were walking in in this procession. And it, I I've got to tell you guys, it's one of the coolest experiences in my Masonic life. Every hair on my body was just standing up because it was so like surreal. Everybody on this busy town square in Round Rock was like they they had to they they didn't have a choice. The band stopped playing, the people stopped talking. Everybody had their cell phones out like this and they're, you know, they're videoing us coming by. Very uh, cool. We were asked to take pictures with people. It was just the most unique aspect. So I said, we're definitely now, now that we've done this and I've seen what it looks like, we're definitely doing this with the Grand Lodge as many times as is applicable. I mean, that doesn't work all the time, but um, historical observances, we're going to try to incorporate those as often as possible. 
uh, and especially, you know, the, the special events like um, at Austin and stuff like that. So uh, be looking for those. When we talk about conferences, um, when we talk about these, these different things that we have going on, um, one of the things I want to make sure to communicate is it's not a one-time event. Uh, it, it drives me crazy, guys, for us to drive three or four hours to go to a one or two hour meeting and then turn around and go right back home. It, it, I, I did not want to do that this year. So you can choose to do that still if you want to. If that's what you want to do, you can. But the historical observances, the special events, and the conferences are all set up to be weekend long events. Friday through Sunday, uh, we're going to have a devotional and we're going to have a meal on Sunday. Uh, just because as, as I grew up in a small town, we always went to church and then we went to grandma's house for a meal. And then we went on about our Sunday. That's what I wanted to end on, but the events will start uh, in the morning. They will go through the late evening, and uh, most of them have a Friday event attached. All the conferences have a special event attached to them, um, so it's not just a conference. Um, all the conferences will be different. We'll, we'll drop a different part of the plan. Uh, we will also have different speakers on the EA portion of the education. Uh, it's going to be really unique just kind of all the way around but these are big time events they took an insane amount of coordinating uh to plan but we've done it because we think that it's a great product and we think if i'm going to ask you to get in your car and drive for even if it's 10 minutes two hours five hours whatever the case may be i want it to be worth your while you don't have to go to all the events that we have planned every weekend Heck, I might not make all the events every weekend because there's so many, but um, but we are going to have a great time. Uh, we're going to have a 42 tournament, statewide 42 tournament, dominoes, if you don't know. Uh, there'll be regional conferences at, at all the regional conferences. We're going to have a 42 tournament, and the winners from that are going to go on to play at Grand Lodge next year in the Grand Lodge tournament. So um, we, there's something I promise you, everybody at all of the conferences – uh, we're going to have a great time. So please come to them. Come to all of them. There's only six. Uh, and each one has a banquet uh, that ends Saturday night. And then, we'll, like I said, we'll have the devotional and the meal on Sunday. And then everybody can take off and go to their respective uh, parts of the state. I've always found that the most, um, the most impactful events that I've gone to in Freemasonry, as well as the most impactful lodges that I've gone to, They've always had something after the main event. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, like a lodge. Um, I, I visited one lodge where you, you went to the meeting, and then after the meeting, everyone went out for dinner together. They went out. They went to a restaurant. And then after that, they would go to the secretary's house uh, and, and visit there. And that was, that was for the longest time, that, that night was like the highlight of my Masonic experience. And as, as I've grown and developed and, and gone to more things and, and many, many more lodges since then, the ones that really stuck out were always the ones that would have something after lodge um, where, where the brothers get together and like you're describing. So I'm very excited to see well, even, incorporating that. Even like tonight. I mean, the Grand Masters Gala is, or, I'm sorry, the Grand Lodge Gala. Yes. Be later. Grand Lodge Gala is what we're getting ready to go to right now. And so... You know, it's just one of those things that it, it blew my mind that we would have three or four thousand guys come in from every corner of the state, all the way from Goliad. We'd get to Waco, we would do all the business, and then we would never have that that social aspect. So the gala is set up to be the hey, I'm done with all the work. The guys are installed. We got the new guys. We're thanking the old guys, uh, the old Grand Lodge officers that that went out uh, appointed, um, and, and Grandmaster Curry. We're, we're thinking all of them and then we're celebrating with all the new guys. This is the party, you know, this is where we want to be. This is that social, that harmony that when else are you going to have guys from literally everywhere in the state together as Masons? This is the spot to do it. So that's where the idea for this gala came from. And then, you know, we said, Hey, if we're going to do it at grand launch, we need to do it at the conferences. We need to do it at these other events. And, um, and it's really just kind of, it turned into it its own, uh, thing and now uh, you know for instance the the Austin deal we set it up as um, and I, I keep talking about it but it's coming up 
pretty quickly here in February. Um, and we set it up as we wanted to do a, a capital degree. Normally, it's done every other year with Grand Lodge when, you know, when they're not in session. So I have a year where they're not in session. I don't get to go up there and do the proclamation. So I want to do a capital degree. Um, so we start off with the archives building and, and celebrating the Masons that are outside that. Then we start with the procession. Then we, we got the degree. Um, and then it just so happens University Lodge 1190 is celebrating their centennial this year. They're the guys that normally do the capital degree and they always a couple times a year throw a fantastic festive board. So I was like, y'all really need to do it that night. I mean, you got fish in a barrel, right? Like we've got guys coming in from all over for this degree. Let's just capture it. So we pushed yes. the capital back instead of doing it at you know eight o'clock in the morning, we pushed it back and you'll go to the capital degree. You'll get a few minutes to go back to your hotel, collect yourself. And then you got to go to this, you know, this awesome banquet that we're going to have. Um, and it'll be their centennial celebration. So stuff like that happening all the time uh, with all of these different events. Uh, the Alamo just so happens, which I'm going to pump up as soon as you guys let me. Um, I'm going to pump up the Alamo <laughs> because, because Dennis, and I know you're, you're partial to Goliath. It starts off. No, I, I'm excited for I'm I'm excited for the Alamo as well. It's Very it's going to be a great month. It really so is. We have so many great things going on that morning, but we have the Alamo in the afternoon. Uh, we have um, shortly thereafter the conference back at, at Scottish Rite. Then we have the Domino Tournament, and then we have Alamo Lodge Number Forty Four is turning 175 this year. One of the oldest lodges in Texas, obviously, with the number. Uh, they're turning 175 and they were going to have their banquet on another night. I said, guys, guys, this is the opportunity, right? This is the time. You already got people here for the Alamo. We already have a great thing going. Let's do the banquet that night. And luckily they agreed with me and got it all worked out. Uh, their worship master has been great. And a couple other guys in the lodge that I've been working with, but so many things have fallen into place like that, uh, that had we not had this concept, I don't know that that would have happened, but, that is going to be an event that you do not want to miss. And I've challenged the Masons of Texas and I'll challenge them again right now. I want a thousand Masons at the Alamo. It's not that hard. It would not be that hard out of 65,000, a thousand Masons at the Alamo. It's Alamo Lodge's 175th. So every, every Texas Mason, you have to, if you're Texan and you're a Mason, you have to have had at some point in your mind, I want to go to the Alamo someday. That's what most people say someday. This is your wake-up call. This is your time to get off the bench, get into the game, because this is the year Alamo Lodge turns 175. Now, some of us, I hope to be here for the 200th anniversary of Alamo Lodge, but that's 25 years down the road. This is the time. Uh, if you can make both, make both. Uh, but damn sure don't miss this one. And I apologize for throwing in a cuss word there, but really want to emphasize, guys, this is going to be something really cool and i need you to be there by the way victory lodge turning 100 we're doing that the friday before so if you're coming in town you got a, a, a hundred year celebration alamo conference domino tournament 175 year celebration and then we're going to nat washer afterwards for uh for a little bit of after um after banquet um hanging out we're gonna have some some games and possibly some cigars we'll see how that works out i love it so, I was going to say, you'll definitely have some cigars. Uh, most definitely going to have some cigars, yeah. It reminds me, uh, everything you're describing, I I'm just thinking of Step Brothers. Have you ever seen that? There's so oh many activities, <laughs> so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, Absolutely. Hopefully, well, they actually, they ended up find, kind of finding their way in the end, but hopefully uh, we don't bounce along like they did in Step Brothers. Hopefully we get our act together a little bit better. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, from somebody from Goliad and, and I, I can probably speak for every one of us, you know, in Goliad that it really is. You're absolutely right. It really is tough that we have to travel no matter where we go to, you know, whether it's Houston, San Antonio, Corpus, Dallas, whatever, wherever we're traveling, it's a big journey. And to, to go even just for one night, one hotel night, it's it's tough. It it makes it makes it hard on a relationship. I can tell you. 
And I want to, you know, I want to just kind of talk on that for a minute because uh, I had you in mind uh, when we were developing a lot of this stuff because I have seen you at events and and of course your, your girls always come with you. I thought about my wife and now that I have a son uh, that really changed my perspective. So uh, another aspect that we're incorporating, not necessarily on the special events weekends, because those are going to be just jam packed with masonry, uh, still going to be lots of other stuff to do, but the conferences, especially um, we have gone out of our way to make sure that it's family friendly events. Uh, we have childcare uh, provided at, at a lot of the conferences, not all the conferences. We, we just couldn't make it work, but a lot of the conferences are going to have childcare uh, for the conference and the banquet. Um, we are going to have ladies events. So one reason to have the childcare is so that the ladies can go have their own events. Um, you know, so um, in, in, Houston, we're going to have NASA and Kima and Moody Gardens is right down the road from where we're going to be in South Shore Harbor for the Southeast Texas Conference. Um, when we go to uh, San Antonio, there's going to be the Alamo and the Riverwalk. Of course, the ladies will hopefully enjoy the Riverwalk. Um, there's going to be in Lubbock, uh, a winery tour, um, a couple of really nice yeah, wineries. They're going to love that. I've told. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, it's the local thing out there. It's kind of a, a cool new um, business out in Lubbock. I mean, it's been out there for all 20 years now, but it's just now kind of getting to where it's good on, you know, some, some decent wineries. Um, and, uh, it it goes on and on and on, but we've gone out of our way to really make these family friendly events. You know, uh, like I said, Houston, uh, we have tours that are going to Johnson space center. Uh, that's a family friendly event. And even, uh, by the way, Houston conference the night before, we're going to Holland Lodge, number one. They always meet on a Wednesday. I begged and pleaded with them, let's meet on a Friday. And then we have guys who've always wanted to go to Holland Lodge, number one, but can't just pick up and drive to Houston in the middle of the week. Um, maybe they're from Goliad. But let's do it on a Friday, and let's do it right before the conference. So that was actually the first date I set uh, right after Grand Lodge because I got accosted by Kaz, who's now the Worshipful Master, who was the, I believe, junior or senior deacon then. Uh, saying, "Hey, you got to come to you got to come to Holland Lodge uh, to do your official visit," um, and so we came up with this this scheme very early on. But while we're doing that official visit, which by the way, there's going to be a ton of district deputies, a ton of the brass will be there. Um, we're going to have a room set up with movie and popcorn and drinks for the kids, and they're going to watch a movie. You know, so it's it's a very fun cool. kind of night. We're going to have some games and stuff. Very simple to do, but. Rather than have them go somewhere else or do something, we're just going to have them right there in the lodge, a little something for them. The kids can get in their jammies if they want and, and watch a movie. And then whenever we're done with the official visit, we'll drive to, down to South Shore Harbor uh, for the conference the next day. So going to be a blast, really family, fun, friendly event. So, Well, I am very excited about this. <laughs> I know. After, How can you after, not be? I know. After, after hearing all the things going on. I made a conscious effort to travel much more recently and I'm going to be expanding my circle. I have to now because of of all these things going on. (laughs) I mean, I can't miss it. It just sounds so exciting. Traveling one of the most rewarding things that we can do as Masons. I know it, it, sometimes, especially up front, you look at it, burden. I've got this on my calendar. I kind of don't want to go, but in almost every case where I've traveled somewhere, even when I would drive four and a half hours to Houston to go to a two hour meeting and drive four and a half hours home, I'd be exhausted and tired, but I was always, always glad I went. So um, traveling is is something that we do as Masons, but I think it expands our horizon. You'll be better for it. You will enjoy this craft more, the more you travel. And if you go somewhere and you don't like it, then you just don't go back. Go, go find something. You're going to find more stuff that you like than you can travel to on you'll, a consistent. You'll meet men that you never would have met before 100%. otherwise. And yeah. you'll see lodges and that doesn't sound like much, but there's a, there's a huge variety of lodges and I've been to some very inspiring lodges and yeah. you'll see degrees and you'll see things maybe differently than what you've seen before. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it's all part of the experience and it helps you grow as a Mason. And you know, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say as well. Go ahead. Oh, you you go ahead and interrupt the grand master. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Most worshipful. Don't let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. I'll tell you guys, uh, 
you know, obviously I've been on the traveling circuit for a while now and it kind of started with me with textological research, you know, and we would meet in different parts of the state and it was, it was great. Um, and I still love TLR and I still travel with TLR as much as possible. Um, but that's kind of where I started traveling, but I, I was just going to say, uh, kind of came like hit me like, wow, uh, how this fraternity works. I was at the backyard. Uh, for the concert that Waco 92 puts on every year during Grand, Grand Lodge. Shout out Waco 92. Uh, a lot of friends over there. My friends from Laredo were talking to my friends from Fort Worth. And I'm like, I mean, I, I was traveling all the time. So I knew all these guys. I'm like, how do they know each other? And, you know, it's some weird consequence. They, they traveled to something. They met each other there. And they've kept up with each other. And that, to me, is the coolest part of this fraternity is, especially when your friends start meeting and you just see that you see that cement being laid down, you know, that that great trowel that we have, just that brotherly love uh, just being spread throughout the event. Oh, man, that's that's the absolute best part of masonry for me is seeing that not just not just me interacting with other guys, but seeing my friends become friends. And then they're trying to introduce me to this person. I'm like, man, I know who that is. Uh, <laughs> but it's so fun. And, and you know, again, the gala uh, and we're gonna have to get out of here before too long so we can get to the scala but the gala is that again it's it's let's strengthen this we when we have these guys together let's do more of that because that's the most important stuff uh the business um is important some of it could wait uh some of it you know doesn't have to be done right now of course we're going to vote on it if it's a resolution whatever but some of it some of that is less important i guess is what i'm trying to say than the meeting together and the being there and being a part of it. And that's one of the reasons why I, I like the idea of having some sort of a virtual component to Grand Lodge because, you know, um, everybody wants to be able to be there and see it. But I want incentive. I want to incentivize everyone that can, that possibly can, if you possibly can't be there. So I want to make sure that everybody knows be at Grand Lodge or you're, again, you're going to, you're going to miss out you'll be worse off because of it or at least you won't be I'd like to I'd like to add something on that also just real quick um people that are out of town people that are out of state out of country if you're coming to any of these events or if you're coming into our state during any of these events um or if you don't know reach out to Masonic Improvement we can definitely let you know for sure um, as one of the fortunate members of his team this year, um, I do have that calendar. And so I'll be happy to tell you, uh, where we're going to be and, and what's going to go on and make sure and bring your apron as well, just in case. Cause you never know when you might be walking down the street with a, a bunch of Texas Masons going to a lodge or something. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and take it from here, Justin. And, and, uh, I just want to piggyback on that real quick because, uh, just how masonry works, right? Um, we have people coming in from, uh, the grand lodge of, uh, the cosmos and chihuahua we have guys coming in from uh i always say it wrong but the state of tompalimas tompalumas um both border with texas uh for this session we have a guy here from the grand lodge of tennessee uh not from the grand he's a member of the grand lodge of tennessee uh guys from indiana um so it's awesome how this thing works and they're all here because we've met somewhere or they've met someone else yes. uh the indiana yes. guy are coming to the Alamo because they're so pumped about it. They're going to be part of the thousand people at the Alamo. Uh, we're going to have Very like cool. seven Grand Lodge officers uh, planned right now from Indiana. Wow. Coming in. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. So yes. hope you yes. get on this thing and get on this bandwagon and come have fun with us. So, Well, most worshipful, uh, Dennis, this is usually the time when uh, I would ask for parting thoughts. However, I know uh, most worshipful, you we do have some time constraints. We do need to get to the gala here pretty soon. Um, so with that, I just want to say thank you again for, for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I feel as though this conversation could have easily been much longer. Um, there's still so many things I want to talk about, but um, to be respectful of your time and, and things that are coming up, uh, I think we should leave it at that. And 
I just want to say thank you again so much. Absolutely. I've had a great time and uh, write down those things, questions and thoughts, and uh, maybe we'll do it again down the road. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say is um, I'm going to hold you to that about (laughs) mid year. We'll about mid year. We'll have a refresher. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll, I'll be right there traveling right along with you. So I'm going to be in your ear saying, you know, we got an interview. We got an interview. If you get Justin there, maybe we could do a live on live on location. Uh, That would be cool. Let's do it. I'm up for that. Yes. Okay, guys, we all set it up. We'll, We'll try to make it work. That sounds fantastic. Y'all take care until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Take care.